Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, Every day here, Sports Byline Broadcasting, twitch.tv slash F4W Video. And of course, not just the mighty, but the mightier, 1090 AM across all of SoCal. We got a lot of news to get into. It's a busy weekend. We got the AW All Out pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. And Tony Khan thinks it's going to be the best pay-per-view of the year. So that's coming up. We got a full lineup for you. Nine matches. One of which, the Britt Baker-Big Swole match is going to be on the pre-show. It's a cinematic match. I guess they're going to brawl in what is alleged to be Britt Baker's dental office. A tooth and nail match. That's going to be the pre-show match. And then eight other matches on the show. And after the break, we're going to talk about the number for the show last night. It was very interesting. They had no NXT competition. Actually, they did have NXT competition, but it was minor. NXT was on Sci-Fi. I think they did like 185,000 viewers or something like that. But the main competition for AEW was the NBA playoffs. And despite strong competition, including a Game 7, they almost hit a million viewers. And we'll see what happens next week. They are also unopposed. They are also coming off a pay-per-view next week. Will they break a million? What is really interesting about it is, I thought it was the weakest dynamite of the year, most likely. I guess I could go back, but, I mean, of all of them that I can remember, this was the weakest dynamite of the year. But it did the best go-home show numbers of any dynamite before any of the previous three pay-per-views. The previous three pay-per-views, the go-home show, it was either average or below-average numbers. This go-home show, way above average. But I didn't think it was a great show. What does that mean for Saturday? What's also interesting is the numbers for this show were very, very strong and steady throughout the entire show. Back in a moment to talk about that and more. Wrestling Observer Live.
basketball, basketball, and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get your bets down. There's only one five-star sports book, and that's BetUS.com. Why, you ask? BetUS is the pioneer in online betting. With more than 25 years in the biz, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, entertainment, and all kinds of crazy prop bets and futures. Call today, 1-800-MY-BETUS. That's 1-800-MY-BETUS, and they'll walk you through getting started. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. We saved big money with our progressive home and auto bundle and used the cash to take a family vacation. To Hawaii. Who's up for a luau? Yay! This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough to go to Hawaii. They'll probably use it for things like the mortgage and groceries, or even a travel magazine, so at least they can see pictures of Hawaii. Aloha! (laughs) Yes, say hello to those beautiful Hawaiian beaches in that magazine. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week. I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. The Wednesday night all-out go-home show for Dynamite, 928,000 viewers, matching February 5 for the show's fourth highest total of 2020. That was up 14.1% from last week when the show aired on Thursday night. 18-49, Dynamite averaged a .36 rating, up 24% from last week, and matching the highest number in that category since January 15. show was 8th for the night on cable in the demo. 
It was only topped by two NBA playoff games that both aired against different portions of Dynamite. The episode of SportsCenter that aired after the later game, an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and news programming that was up from usual levels we get closer to the November election. The Tuesday NXT airing on Sci-Fi, 183,000 viewers, 0.04 rating in 18-49, 125th on cable, I don't think. This took one viewer away from the AEW show. Combined audience, 1.777 million. Highest since November of last year. Third highest ever. Of course, that is not going head-to-head. So, as I mentioned in the opening segment, and yesterday, and on the Brian and Vinny show, and on Observer Radio, I was not a big fan of this Dynamite show. I thought it was the weakest show of the year. Now, the biggest thing to me about the show... There were two segments. There was one segment that was, like, actively bad, okay? And that was this setup for the Casino Battle Royal. I mean, it was it was like what WWE does every year before the Royal Rumble. Two guys come out. Two more guys come out. Then everybody hits the ring. And then we have a big Battle Royal. We go to commercial. We come back and we move on. But they actually didn't even do that. It was like people came out. They kept coming out. Then we had a battle royal, and nobody came out to break it up. There were people in street clothes in the battle royal that looked worse than when the Dark Order was beating on people in December and missing their punches. It was so bad. They go to commercial, and they come back, and they're still fighting. And I'm fl- I'm flabbergasted. Jim Ross is wondering if there's any security available. It was a, it was a bad, it was a ba- objectively bad segment, okay? The other thing that I really didn't like was how long John Moxley beat on the lawyer. It was like five minutes. It was excruciating. You can't hear the crowd, so the comedy isn't getting over. And literally the only thing that mildly saved it for me was when John Moxley finally looks at the guy and goes, this is terrible television, and he boots him and he DDTs him and he pins him. That was awesome. But there's in no universe did this need to go that long. It was excruciating, okay? Now... My other problems with the show, it was, I mean, most of the problems were I was bored because the crowd was dead, or I just disagreed with what they did, like, for example, the Thunder Rosa match. I mean, the Thunder Rosa match, it was a technically good match. It wasn't a great match, but I just felt, why would you take somebody that nobody knows, say that they're the best women's wrestler in the world, and they're challenging for Karushita, and then she goes in there against somebody that we've never seen on Dynamite, and they go like seven minutes, and it's back and forth. When it's over, I'm not sitting there thinking, well, th- this is a big threat to... Th- I-, I mean, all I thought when it was over was, well, Hikaru is going to destroy this woman. Or she's going to beat her handily. Those were the things that I-, I didn't like about the rest of the show. But you know what? Here's the key. And I don't know what this means, because we'll know on Saturday, and we'll know next Wednesday. The show was very, very stable throughout. It was not like they opened unopposed at 1.5 million viewers, and then, like, everybody was turned off, and by the end of the show, they had 600,000 viewers. That's not what happened at all. The show opened up, actually, believe it or not, low, 883,000 viewers. That's how the show opened. 832,000 for the second quarter. 860 for the third quarter. Jericho and Joey Janela, 899,000 viewers. The funny thing is, 
I was talking to people yesterday, and this is people in AEW who were like, man, the second hour, that show, that second hour sucked. So it's not like it's just me, everybody. I mean, even they recognize the second hour. I shouldn't say everybody, obviously, but the people I talked to, they, they thought the second hour was a terrible hour. First quarter of the second hour, 899,000 viewers. Jake Roberts, Eddie Kingston, that whole brawl that I thought was the most objectively bad thing on the show, one million viewers for that quarter. The Thunder Rosa quarter, 972,000. The Swole Britt Baker angle, 974,000. And then the main event with Moxley and the lawyer and the MGF beatdown, million viewers, 999,000 viewers for that segment. So, I don't know what to tell you. I thought it was a bad second hour, but the second hour was stronger than the first. The second hour held out throughout the entire second hour. I mean, I guess you could argue that's a lot of people to see a bad hour. But the fact of the matter is it didn't turn them off. So I guess we'll see what happens at the pay-per-view. As noted in the opening segment, this is their biggest audience for a go-home show that they have ever done. All of the last three pay-per-views, they were either average or below average in numbers, and they did right around 100,000, 110,000 or whatever on pay-per-view. It's 60 bucks a pop. So we got a pay-per-view this coming weekend, and I thought the go-home show was weak, but they did a million viewers pretty much consistently throughout the show, especially that second hour. I mean, this could do a huge number. I mean, maybe that second hour turned people off, and it won't do a huge number. I don't know. But Tony Khan thinks this is going to be the best pay-per-view of the year, and he seemed very bullish about next Wednesday's show. So, we'll see. NXT is on Tuesday. They've got a championship match. AEW is Wednesday. They've got the follow-up to the pay-per-view. Both shows are unopposed. We'll see if the finish of the Iron Man match turned people off. We'll see if the second hour of this Dynamite turned people off. Today, my gut feeling is it's not going to turn anybody off, either of them. And I know people are really angry about that Iron Man finish, but I feel with six days, seven days, I think people are going to watch the show in pretty much the same numbers as they did last week. I think they're going to get a finish this time, although I think there's going to be other stuff happening. I'm pretty confident about that. And I think that if they have a great pay-per-view on Saturday and there's a lot of buzz and people are talking about it, I think next Wednesday's show, even with the NBA, is going to be a very, very big number. One night has never killed anybody. That includes some of the worst shows I've ever seen, like the Finger Poke of Doom. The Finger Poke of Doom did not kill WCW in one night. It was months of the worst shows I've ever seen to run people off. So, there you go. That's my thoughts on the numbers. You know, with AEW, maybe they've been on to something, and that's why they drew, you know, the crowd that they did on Wednesday night. Or maybe the TV planets were just in alignment for them, and they were able to pick up a lot of people. And if it's the latter, oof. You know, uh, you didn't put your best foot forward there, and you're going to have something to make up for next week, and we'll find out next week. Forget about Saturday. Saturday shows nothing. You know, the people that were going to spend money on an AEW pay-per-view, they're going to do that, and the quality that's going to be presented on that pay-per-view is going to be completely separate from what we saw on this TV show. 
those chickens come home to roost next week uh, when it comes to the rating. And will they get a bump after this pay-per-view? We'll see. Did they do any damage last week on TV that will make people not want to come back after the pay-per-view? I guess we're going to find that out, too. But when it comes to NXT, I think when it comes to the Iron Man match, it's, you know, you can... (laughs) Is there really anything to be that outraged over? I mean, at this point in your fandom, I mean, you're probably pretty calloused up and the way 2020 has gone, you got to be pretty fatigued. So I think probably it's just a matter of there's been other things to be outraged about, and that's why people aren't really hammering that as much as, I guess, a small minority are. Hey, for this person on the Twitch chat that said I'm comparing Wednesday's show to the finger poke of doom. No, I'm not. Wednesday's show had a bad hour. I'm pointing out that even one of the worst shows I ever saw in my life, which was 10,000 times worse than that second hour of Dynamite, it still did not kill the audience and kill the promotion in one night. Back in a moment. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912-800-403-5912-800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855 325 1780. 855 325 1780. That's 855 325 1780. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I'm not mad at the Twitch homies, but there's a couple that I need to address here. Oh, boy. One person says, please explain what you would have done differently with Thunder Rosa. I, 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 I couldn't even believe when I read that, but I'll explain it. And another person said, I had no problem with it because all people ask for is better women's matches in AEW, and this was a better one, and you showed how skilled Thunder Rosa was. Listen, everybody, okay? I don't watch a lot of sports, but I watch UFC. Let me give you an example. I don't even remember the guy's name, which is an important aspect of the story, by the way. So there was this fella, and Dana White, was was hyping him up as the next Anderson Silva. Do you guys know who Anderson Silva is? Okay? He is one of the greatest fighters of all time. And this and Dana White's hyping this guy up as the next Anderson Silva. And actually, it doesn't even matter. I'll just imagine somebody, okay? Dana White says this guy's going to be the next John Jones. Dana White's going to say this guy's going to be the next whoever, okay? He builds this guy up. He builds this guy up. They sell a UFC pay-per-view, and this guy is on the card. Nothing but hype. He goes in there, and he goes five rounds, and he wins a split decision. Okay? Not one person on the planet is going to watch that fight and go, Wow, Dana's right. That guy's the next Anderson Silva. They're going to say, you hyped this guy up, and he went to a split decision with somebody I, I never heard of. How is this guy the next John Jones, the next whatever? Okay. Now, granted, they didn't say that Thunder Rosa was what, but you know what they did say? She's the NWA world champion, and she's going to be facing our AEW world champion. So, if we presume, which I think is a fair presumption, that 800,000 people that watched the show on Wednesday had no idea who Thunder Rosa was. They'd never seen her before in their lives. They throw her in there, and she goes 50-50 with someone who's never been on the show, and she gets the win. Okay? You can overanalyze this and think, well, we saw how skilled she was. Well, the match was good, this or that. But you know what? In no universe did you watch that match and think, she may beat Hikaru Shida. Unless your theory is, well, they want to surprise us. Maybe they've signed her. Maybe there's a... In no way would you watch that match and think that she is a threat to Hikaru Shida. Listen, if you want to make a deal with the NWA and bring in Thunder Rosa for two months, great. Then she can have great matches next week or the week after. But it's the go-home show for a pay-per-view. We've never seen her in the ring and you're trying to convince us that she can beat Sheeta. This is not how you do it. Period. That's the, she should have gone in there. 
and trust me, she can do cool moves, done two minutes of cool moves and destroyed somebody and looked like a killer. Then you've got something for the pay-per-view. And if you want to have a great match on pay-per-view, I sure hope they do. If you want to have a great match on next week's Dynamite, I sure hope you do. There's plenty of time to do that. If you only have her for one night, then her one night should not be a seven-minute match with somebody we've nobody ever, we've never seen before to try to convince her she can beat Cheetah. That's it. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know who agents or who lays these matches out for the women's division, but they, and I, they, whoever they is, um, so much 50-50. This bothers me with Sheeta, with like the Penelope Ford thing, and I, a lot of people defended that, and it's like, look, when does Sheeta ever get dominant wins? They let the person get in too much offense. Doesn't matter how long the match goes. The, the other person always gets in too much offense. It happened with Nyla Rose. It happened with her. And, and granted, you know, Riho was a little bit different because of her size, but like, give you know, come on. Thunder Rosa is here out of the NWA. I'm not sure how many people had a chance to see that YouTube show, but Serena Deeb's a really good worker and it's great that she's been brought in and I hope they have a 10 minute match on a dark or something like that. But the reality is a four minute match where, Deep got one hope spot and that's it. And Rosa was on the offense and made to look like a real challenge to Sheeta. I thought would have been better. And I liked the match. I mean, in a vacuum, I liked the match because I like both those people. And I thought it was a big uptick from what AEW has been doing, but I just thought in time and place. And there was a lot of that on this show in its time and place. It, it was not a cohesive show to me. And it was just one example of it. Now, again, I hope Deep sticks around. I hope Thunder Rosa sticks around. I hope they continue on with the, having her with the NWA title. I, I think it's a cool little deal. But uh, I just didn't think it was laid out great. Now, when it comes to Saturday, I do have my hopes up pretty high for this. So I'm hoping it works out really well. Somebody in the chat here says, yes, Brian, let's make it just like WWE. Dude, what they did on Dynamite was what WWE does. I'm asking you to do something different. WWE had Keith Lee show up and go 50-50 with Dolph Ziggler. He's gone 50-50 since he showed up. That's what WWE does. Not what they... I would love for Keith Lee to come in and destroy somebody. I would love for Keith Lee to come in and Brock Lesnar somebody. I was thinking about this the other day. There's so many things that, you know, people have this theory or that theory or, you know, on paper, blah, blah, blah. All I know is what actually works and doesn't work. And every time that I advocate for a Keith Lee to come in and just maul people and destroy people, and I have to listen to people telling me that that's not going to work. People are going to get sick of this. It's like, bro, there's examples in wrestling. There's examples in MMA. There's examples in boxing. Mike, you know as good as anybody. How many times do we have to hear that nobody's going to pay for a Mike Tyson pay-per-view if the fights are only going to go 60 seconds? Nobody's going to pay for a UFC pay-per-view because they know Ronda's going to win in 90 seconds. Uh, Goldberg, Goldberg, during the dying days of WCW, was the only thing that people cared about, and all he did was win in 90 seconds. You know how they killed Goldberg? Well, they had him go in there and do promos and do angles and do 20-minute matches with people like Triple H. That's how they killed Goldberg, okay? 
This idea that you can't, people won't sit there for just Keith Lee killing people. They're not, bro, I've seen it everywhere. It works. Don't think about on paper this, on paper that, in theory this. All I can tell you is what actually does work. And Thunder Rosa going in there and destroying somebody will get her over. It's worked everywhere. The only exceptions are when they find somebody like Crimson, who actually is not very impressive in any aspect of the game, and they try to make him Goldberg and it doesn't work. You want to know why? Because he wasn't Goldberg. Because Goldberg had something special when he squashed people in 90 seconds. It was it literally was like a wild animal set loose in that ring. It was wanton violence for 90 seconds. It was awesome. And if you have the right guy, and trust me, Keith Lee can do wanton violence and cool moves and impressive things for 90 seconds, two minutes, whatever. So don't tell me it's not going to work. I've seen it work a million times. Mike Tyson and Peter McNeely did over one and a half million pay-per-view buys. The outcome of that fight Everybody was knew it would be a Tyson. squash. No. And, you know, it's it's like it's like the big event when people go, nobody's going to pay to see Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather because there's, this is just a spectacle. Yeah, that's why people are buying it, because they want to buy a spectacle and they want to hang out and watch it. That's just how it is. Human nature, whatever. It may kill your sporting sensibilities, but that's the type of stuff that sells. And somebody who is a dominant victor, I mean, it's like the New England Patriots. You know, you either love them or you hate them, but they are their dominance is what makes you want to, to either root for them or against them. And the same thing goes for a Mike Tyson or a Michael Jordan or any sort of dominant figure. They are the lightning rod. That's what gets the attention. That's okay. See, we've got here in the uh, text message bin. With Thunder Rosa, I was hoping that she would squash someone with one move and call out someone for another match. They could have done that. She could have destroyed somebody. Hey, this isn't even this isn't enough competition. Give me somebody else. Squash somebody. Whatever. Shh, give me something that convinces me that she's actually the best in the world. That's it. I'm not asking for much. Where it says, I think the women's match went long because of how many people on social media get mad about their perceived la Great. Give them time on a different day. Now is not the day to satisfy the people on social media that want longer matches. It's the go-home show for a champion versus champion match. This Why horse, is it so hard to figure out? No, it's white horse, you know, riding horse crap from people that you're not helping the women's division or AEW's how it looks as a presentation on TV when you're rooting for longer matches with people that either shouldn't be in them or that are structured incorrectly or, or you know, at least in my opinion, structured out incorrectly. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. You can think that, like, some of these women are attractive, and they are, but the reality is they are very early in their careers, and they do not make for primetime TNT television viewing very often. So I'm I'm sorry. Now, again, do Deeb and Thunder Rosa? Yes, absolutely they do, and they proved that last week. But the reality is, is it was not the time for that for Thunder Rosa, period. Damn. Damn. I'm not even going to address mm. any more of these. I could go on for hours, but uh, this person here says, I agree with what 
I agree with what you would have done with Thunder Rosa, but at least for me, she was wrestling Serena, who's arguably... Yes, that's all great, okay? Do that on Dark. Do that on, on Dynamite next week. Do that on Dynamite last week. You gotta get her over first. Back in a moment, Observer Live. today's real ketones good health tip beginning your low carb lifestyle it's much easier to stick to your goals if you're not constantly fighting temptation rid your cupboards of number one grains wheat grains pasta rice and corn number two sugar candy pastries ice cream juice and syrups number three starchy vegetables including potatoes sweet potatoes and parsnips and now a word from Real Ketones Keto Energy Shots. If you knew there was an energy shot that also helped you lose weight, would you try it? Real Ketones Keto Energy Shots give you sustained energy without the sugar jitters or crash. That's why Keto Energy Shots constantly get five-star reviews. The secret is our patented all-natural ingredient, DBHB. This powerful ingredient revs up your metabolism and turns your body into a fat-burning machine in only minutes. Feel energized while shredding unwanted pounds. Pull into a CVS now and look for Keto energy shots in the weight loss aisle or go to realketones.com finding the next job is a big job and that part of what you do is a little tough right now because of that lowe's for pros is here to help get 400 in leads on us with a free one-year subscription from home advisor to connect to jobs that make sense for you sign up at lowesforpros.com slash pro loyalty to get started just one more reason why lowe's is the new home for pros now let's get to work. Subscription and $400 lead credit subject to Home Advisor's approval and terms. Valid for new Home Advisor customers only. Lowe's loyalty required. More terms apply. Valid through 99 US only. Third floor study hall. My dining room table. Home room Monday and Tuesday. My living room Wednesday to Friday. Wherever school happens for you this year, Staples has amazing prices on everything you need. From lap desks to computers, desk chairs to UV sanitizers. This week at Staples, a two-pack of Elmer's glue sticks, a 24-pack of Crayola crayons, and comp books are just 50 cents each. Shop in-store, pick up curbside, or order online. School on, save on. Staples. Ends 9-5. While supplies last. Limit 30. Limits vary online. Curbside available in most stores. If you're not using podcasting for your business, you will. Not having a podcast is like not having a website. Hi, this is Marsha Hawkins of Elevating with Marsha on Sirius XM Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. You can get your business on my podcast. It's a great way to create super fans for your business with a controlled message in a news format. What better way to get in front of your intended audience, your clients, your customers, or patients? Please contact me at hello at elevatedmediaesq.com about getting your business on my show, Elevating with Marsha. We also can create a personalized podcast that you can use on your website or social media channels. Contact me at hello at elevatedmediaesq.com and join me on Elevating with Marsha on Sirius XM Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. You know the funniest thing about this Thunder Rose argument? is on the exact same show. Chris Jericho was well aware that he is in a main event 
on the show on Saturday against Orange Cassidy, Jericho versus Cassidy 3 in the Mimosa match. And thus, he went in there on the go-home show, and he slaughtered Joey Janela, who got, like, one move, who is not a jobber. It's not like he faced Austin Gunn or whatever his name is. He faced a guy that I would say would be a mid-carder in AEW at this point, but still, he's a name. It's Joey Janela. And you know that they could have had a good match. You know that Joey could have gone out there and killed himself and done all sorts of crazy things and had a good match. But you know what? It wasn't the time for that. It was the time to get over Jericho and get over the angle for the big match on the pay-per-view. And so Jericho slaughtered the guy. Why am I I spending so much time on this? There's a dude here in the uh, the chat. Wu-Tang forever. Wu-Tang. Kenny Omega is the one overseeing the women's division. He is the one that seems that to want every match to be long and competitive. I don't think he believes in squashes. Well, if that were to be true and that to be the case, then he shouldn't be overseeing the women's division because if everyone is equal, then what do you have? You, you don't have anything there. And there needs to be people to win. There's needs to be people to lose. And there needs to be different ways in how you do that if every match is the same what do you got you don't have anybody that stands out and thunder rosa to me didn't stand out enough at least in the way that they she should have going into a championship match against Sheeta in a division that is frankly very cold partly because of the the pandemic but also because of how a lot of these matches are structured and laid out period point blank first says i know aw doesn't do squash matches aside from they did one last night with chris jericho they did one last night to get over a challenger in a big match on a pay-per-view. For says, I agree with you. This week's Dynamite was bad by their standards, but I disagree with the idea that it's bad to do a hard sell of every pay-per-view match on the go-home show. One of my big problems with pay-per-views is that undercard matches often feel unimportant, and I'm just waiting for the main event. The one thing Dynamite did really well this week was make me care about almost every match on All Out, doesn't make for the best TV show, but I think it'll make me enjoy... Okay, so stop for a second. All Out was not sprung upon them. They didn't find out on Monday that All Out was on Saturday. So, what you do is, two weeks before All Out, you showcase four of the matches on the pay-per-view, and then on the actual go-home show, you showcase the four biggest matches on the pay-per-view. That's it. You don't need to shove all eight into one show because there are things that make Dynamite special. Longer matches, time to breathe, interviews, a great mix of everything. Trying to rush and cram everything into one show doesn't make for a great show. And granted, the show did very, very well in viewers. But we don't know what the show would have done if they hadn't done this. They were unopposed on a Wednesday night. It may have done it may have done the same. It may have done better. I highly doubt if you would have had like a, a crazy Young Bucks match or a, a crazy Omega Hangman, whatever. I highly doubt that the show would have done worse in the numbers because we can go back and look at the numbers of what actually here's the thing. If you analyze AEW, which they do, the thing that draws viewers is wrestling matches in the ring. We had less wrestling on this show than I think we may have ever had on a Dynamite. Somebody could probably go back and look, but 
What they did was they filled a show with things that traditionally have lowered the ratings. And they did what they did. So you can't argue that, well, if they would have done more wrestling or if they would have had more good matches or whatever, you could have showcased four matches for the pay-per-view and had more good wrestling, and the show may have even done better than it did. We'll actually find out on, on Wednesday, because Wednesday will be a wrestling-heavy show, because it won't be a go-home show promoting eight matches for a show on Saturday. I mean, the show before the pay-per-view is always supposed to be your hottest and your best show. You know, it's supposed to be where you're slapping on the, the biggest coat of polish, you know, because you're trying to make people pay for what's next. Did you do that with the Battle Royal? You know, did you do that with with and I look, there's still people in the, you know, the in the chat about, you know, what what could they have done? It just could have been structured better where there's not so much offense by Serena Deeb and you're showing off all of these different ways of why Thunder Rosa is so damn dangerous for her car Ushida. This is the move she beat whoever was in, in TJP, a, a promotion that, that Sheeta came from. You know, there's a zillion and one ways you could have done it, in my opinion, better than what they did. And again, it's not a ringing indictment against Sheeta or, D, or that, that match with Serena Deeb. It's just a matter of they did not shine it up, much like a lot on that show. I don't think they put their best foot forward when it comes to selling the pay-per-view. Now, will it affect it all that much? I don't know. I, I don't think that it necessarily will. But I still don't think they put their best foot forward. It's about timing. I hear people get angry all the time about things, and it's usually because they think in a shallow manner. Well, people complain that there's not enough good women's wrestling matches, and then AEW gives them one, and they complain. Well, dude, that's like rubbing two brain cells together. You have to think. It's, it's not that we want longer matches, and then we complain when we get It's about timing. This wasn't the week for that. Last week, great. Next week, great. But everything in wrestling is about timing. Everything. And you have to do the right thing at the right time. That's it. It's like life, Brian. It is like life, Mike. This person here says, Oh, man. I love imagining Vince watching the Depends joke and feeling threatened by AEW's writing. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I'm begging. No more toilet humor on AEW. Okay? That is a WWE trademark that they can keep. I don't need that on two shows. <laughs> Finally, something good on that show, pal. Maybe I had to turn the corner on him. Maybe he watched that segment and went, Ah, they're not so bad after all, pal. Put it actually on Tuesday. Paul, you watching this? Oh, God, yeah. Maybe he's going to say NXT needs more of that now. Oh, my God. Can you imagine they, when they bring back uh, Dexter Loomis? Oh, my God. Uh, can you imagine what gimmick that Vince could, could put upon him that way? Ugh. This person here says, After not watching NXT since the start of the pandemic, I watched TakeOver and the four-way this week. I cannot overstate how bad the commentary is. After only hearing AEW for some time, even with Wade, who is okay, everyone feels lifeless and forced. Mauro is a giant loss, and I feel for all the talent. Hey, that's one thing about Mauro. Mauro does not feel lifeless. <laughs> Efforts no. in any way. <laughs> when you got Morrow on the show, you're going to get life in that commentary crew. Mamma mia. This person here says, listening to the Observer Live podcast a few days ago, heard about the Jim Valley health update, wish him a speedy recovery, and when he comes back, 
Remind him that he is now part of the figure four Empire and the Observer Army. Well, we'll let him know. I, I, I hope for the best. I, I don't know what's going on. I wish I could give you more updates, but they were keeping everything very, very quiet until just a couple of days ago when his wife posted on Facebook. So believe me, when I hear anything, I'll tell everybody everything. I've had a lot of people asking, and I, I, I don't know any more. Literally, the only thing that I know that was not public was the belief that he was doing a little bit better. So I'm hoping that's the case. Person here saying, with Dave saying there was a meeting with USA, can we assume that's when Vince fired Heyman? I, I don't know when the meeting was. I mean, they, they probably have meetings all the time. I don't know when it was. If you want to text us here today, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. 425-780-7566. Only text messages. The SmackDown show tonight. WWE has announced that Reigns will, quote, address the WWE Universe this Friday on SmackDown with Paul Heyman in tow. That was a lot of cliches in one sentence. <laughs> he will talk about his win, his alliance with Heyman. Does anybody want to bet that his promo is, I don't know you guys an explanation for anything? Probably. Okay. We have the story... Blah, blah, blah. I guess we're going to find out a four-way to determine Reigns' challenger for Clash of Champions. Here are your options. Big E, Matt Riddle, Baron Corbin, and Sheamus. So given Reigns is a heel, I would guess that either Big E or Matt Riddle is getting the title shot. And knowing WWE, young up-and-cover Big E is going to get the shot. Although, I'm all for Big E getting a shot. I think they should go all the way with Big E. But I hope he's got a better match than that match with Sheamus at the pay-per-view. The way they've been going, yeah, absolutely. I guess the way it would not be is if you are doing this just so Roman Reigns could kill Matt Riddle in short fashion. <laughs> all right, so here's... Do you think that's what they would do? Could you actually see them doing that? Dude, I... I having a relatively one-sided, uncompetitive match between no, of course Reigns not. and Riddle? It's going to be... It's going to be... Well, I mean, if it's Reigns and Riddle, I, I mean, listen, whatever they do, it's got to be a match. This is not TV. They will not do one-sided on pay-per-view. Unless they have some sort of giant, I guess they got Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre that can close the show. So, yeah, Roman could spear him in 10 seconds, but I don't think that's going to happen. He spears him right out of his, uh, Flip -flops. his slides there. Yep. All right, so here are the matches for the pay-per-view this weekend. One of which, by the way, there's no explanation for. John Moxley MJF where the paradigm shift is banned. What does that mean? What? If he use if he uses the paradigm shift, what happens? He retains so. the title by DQ. MJF gets the title. They actually have never explained it. I have no idea what happens. Yeah, see. That they, seems like a glaring omission. They're really banking on Moxley being a, a man, man of his of word. Honor. Yeah. That's what you're banking on with that. I mean he is. Hmm. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy, Mimosa Mayhem match. Pinfall, submission, or throwing your opponent into a tank of mimosa. <laughs> I've been there on Sunday morning. Kenny Omega, Adam Page versus FTR for the tag team at titles. Which I presume is going to be a title change, but there's a lot going on with that storyline, so God only knows. That's the best storyline they've got at the moment. Hikaru Shida Thunder Rosa for the AW Women's title. The Casino Battle Royal. We have Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon, Phoenix, Butcher Blade, 
Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and more. That's 17. We have four empty slots. Uh-huh. Four surprises mm. in that Casino Battle Royal. In Mantag, Dark Order versus Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. Jurassic Express versus the Very Angry Young Bucks. Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara. Broken rules match. Falls count anywhere. Matt Hardy loses. He must leave AEW. And Britt Baker, Big Swole. In a tooth and nail match, which will be the the dark match, the... Cinematic presentation. Whatever they call it. Kickoff match, pre-show Buy match. In. Buy-in! Yes. Thank you. Cinematic presentation for this. Are you ready for this? Sure. Rebel? I mean, dude, Britt Baker is coming off a serious leg injury. She broke her leg. She was out for two months. Like, let her do a cinematic match just to make sure everything goes all right. Then she can go back into the ring live. Coming up here in a while. Back in a moment, everybody. Observer Live. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. 
Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Bro. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I know it's a gimmick for the most part, but every time we show how Shoulders Torelli became Vinny V during the Twitch commercials, somebody has to say, look at Craig. Listen, I realize I was much fatter back then. I realize Vinny had long hair and was skinny. But Vinny still looks like Vinny, and I still look like myself. And this other guy looks nothing like Craig. Nothing. The idea that I have one large friend. That's it, though. Could possibly be someone else I wrestled with in the early 2000s. Like Sonny O'Mara. Take this as a as a positive in that maybe... You're always getting a new viewer every day. We're picking somebody up to check out the Twitch stream, and it's throwing them off. Look I'm sure we positive are. That way. They show up. They watch this movie. They can't believe that Craig is. His hair's so dark now, and he looks nothing like he used to. Man, Vinny. Actually, Vinny looks nothing like he used to either, but that's another story entirely. Hey, listen. We got AEW Dynamite tonight. We got AEW All Out tomorrow. We got SmackDown tonight. As somebody noted in that four-way, two of them were losers at the pay-per-view. Don't overthink this, everybody. I mean, come on. They're in that four-way here tonight. Sheamus, who lost to Big E, and Matt Riddle. Actually, Corbin lost to Matt Riddle. Actually forgot because Corbin dominated the whole match and then beat him up afterwards. But yes, Corbin lost that match. But they're both in a four-way. Determine a champion or a challenger for the champion. That's coming up tonight. And as always, NJPW Strong. A great program. Coming up tonight, NJPWWorld.com. And that's it, everybody. I want to thank Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. It was a great week here. It'll be a great week this weekend and next week. Have a safe holiday weekend. We'll talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live.